Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the John G. Orles podcast, without which life would be incomplete and have little or no meaning. I am, of course, who else but Tommy Ellis, and with me, as always, for better or for worse, from Skokie, Illinois, the man on the beat, from johngsbeat.com, Mr. Jonathan Shannon <laughs> Robleski. How you Just doing? Just that one for uh, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I am good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm 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 feeling good. I'm excited about our guest today. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some uh, some important stuff. We don't usually get uh, we usually don't get into anything too heavy or important. But this is uh, this is a good uh, a good story from a good friend that uh, I think we're uh, uh, will be uh, it'll be good for people to hear from any walk of life and. Uh, and yeah, man, I just I, I I'm really excited about it. I feel good about it. Why don't you kind of set set it up here for us? Well, we got we have Roxy Hart. Roxy Hart is a mainstay in the Chicago independent wrestling scene. She's also an actress, good friend of mine for I don't know, five six years. Her and her husband Joey Roth, who you might have heard. Um, you know, I as I say in the interview, I had no idea that Roxy had was battling some issues. And I saw it online and she was openly talking about some body issues she has, body dysmorphia, other eating disorders. And I approached her delicately, you know, cause you don't know. And I sure. asked her if she would like, since she's sharing it online and she'd like to share it on our forum, we would love to talk about it. We think it's a very important message. If she's strong enough to say it, we would love to have her on here. Yeah. She immediately agreed um, and, and, you know, said that she'd come on and share it and talk about it. And I applaud her strength for doing that. And um, I encourage everyone to listen. It's, it's, a, it's a lot more serious than our usual interviews. No, no offense to our usual interviews, but this one deals with some heavy topics, but the important ones for, and not just if you have an eating disorder, this goes for any type of, uh, any problems you might be having, you kind of. Any, any, any major obstacle in your life, yeah. you know, that, that you might feel alone in fighting for sure. But uh, she's she's a strong-willed woman, um, and uh, I mean, I I think you would have to be if you're married to Joey Roth. So, uh, you know. But let's just get into it and bring her on. The world so. famous, fabulous idol Roxy Hart. For the John Ellis podcast, welcome into our studios, Roxy Hart. How are you, Roxy? You know, I'm fabulous. Thank you for having Roxy on. But there's someone else that I want you to meet that not a lot of people know much of anything about. And I think this will be a nice segue in what we're going to discuss today. Hi, everyone. My name is Elizabeth. <laughs> Hello, Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. How you doing? Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one uh, not wearing glasses now. So <laughs> maybe you need some, pal. Yeah. Well, let's, Where let's, am I? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Those look good on Tommy. His yeah. heart brighten up his face a little. Well, let's just jump into this. Uh, shall I call you Roxy or Elizabeth for for this? Let's use Elizabeth today. We're getting personal today. That's perfect. 
So, Elizabeth, you are a uh, an actress. You are a uh, on the wrestling's managing scene. Uh, we also are going to talk a, a little bit later about something a little more serious, but we thought we'd start off with a little bit lighter stuff with your acting and your wrestling. How did you get into acting? Well, you know, I was a really shy kid growing up, um, only child, um, didn't really have a lot of friends, to be honest with you. Um, I wanted people to notice me, but I didn't know how. I was really, really good academically, but as we all know, that only gets you so far when you're younger. <laughs> Adults respect that kids don't all the time. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I saw a couple productions when I was in elementary school, very simple stuff, and I thought, wow, wouldn't that be something amazing to be part of? Get to be someone else for a while, get to come outside my shell. And I did, and I have been hooked ever since. And as you can see, I'm talking to you now, so it worked. Well, that's yeah. interesting. So you were shy, but yet you still had the courage to go and do this as a kid. In my mind, everything was prepared for you. They told you what to say. They told you where to go. You could barely see the audience because the lights are right in your face. So it should have been terrifying, but it wasn't, if that makes well, any sense it, at all. It gives you the freedom to be like, hey, I didn't write this stuff. All right. I'm just out here. I'm just out here performing it, you know. So it's like you can't blame me, you know. <laughs> I, I I get it with the crowd and stuff because I'm I've done minor acting and stuff, but I'm but like I've performed musically um many times in front of crowds and everything. And it's like it doesn't matter. It's like the bigger the crowd, the more you don't notice them almost. It's like it's it's when you're playing for like two or three people that you like can feel all the eyes on you. But if you've <laughs> got if you've got 20 people or something like that in the room or, or whatever or more, you're able to just kind of block all that out. And so at least for I for me, at least I, I can I can focus on when I'm doing a little better. So you got it. Absolutely right. Yeah. But then you you at some point along with acting, you segued into a little bit of wrestling. Yeah, that, that's a funny story. I, I knew very little about wrestling besides, you know, I catch WWE flipping channels a little bit. I was familiar with the major players, but um, I met someone special quite a few years back. I think you're familiar with a uh, little person, Joey Roth. I think I think you know who he is. Is he fabulous too? He is so fabulous <laughs> and world famous. And an idol. <laughs> so when we started dating, a little few months into our relationship, he approached me and said, would you be interested in coming to this wrestling show I'm doing? And would you like to be my valet? And I said, what? <laughs> what yeah. is that? I'm an 1800s male butler? What are you asking me to do? <laughs> Um, so I accompanied him to the show. I led him to the ring. I didn't say anything. I was terrified out of my mind. No script. I didn't know what I was doing. It was moving so fast. Everyone looking at me. I'm right up in their faces, just trying to keep a smile on my face going, what the heck did I get myself <laughs> And I got kidnapped by uh, Mojo McQueen, and that was the most fun I think I'd had in quite a while. And that's awesome. Yeah. To be honest, it took me some time to feel comfortable enough where I could shout at the audience, where I could really create a character and get into it. At first, I was just a smiling, mm -hmm. pretty face, and I still am a smiling, pretty face. But 
everyone in every fed I've ever been a part of has been so supportive and wanted to help me develop my wrestling career. They would go out of their way to teach me the tricks, to give me mm -hmm. tips. And I am so grateful for that. And now look at everything that I've been doing. Yeah. yeah you're everywhere. It's funny where it's funny where, you know, how you, how you, how you fall into the business sometimes and then where it ends up taking you. And I've been very fortunate in the past where I had a lot of people who just like went out of their way to be like, Hey, get in the ring. We're going to roll around, you know, and, and, and work with you a little bit and stuff, you know, and it's just like, they didn't have to do that, you know, and they, you know, it's one of the nice things about the, the wrestling community slash family is, um, there are a lot of wonderful people in there and uh, who want to lift each other up. And so I'm glad that you got to experience that. Everyone's been really protective of me. I have a million big brothers and sisters and mm -hmm. anyone gets even too close to me, they pummel them. So I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel very safe. I feel very seen. And when I don't hit a mark exactly right, I, I'm the type of person that tends to beat themselves up a lot. I'm like, oh no, I screwed up everything. What do they do? They're never going to ask me back. Yeah. No one ever berates me. They're like, you know what? It's not as bad as you think. Here's what you could do next time. Right. Yeah. I had similar experiences too, where I was just like, you know, beside myself afterwards and looking back on them, they really weren't major, you know, mistakes, but in the moment you just feel like I had one job and I messed it up and, you know, but, um, but, but the yeah, audience doesn't know for the they most don't. part, they're not, they're not going to, unless it's a major goof that, you know, is clearly evident. They're not going to know if you slipped up. But I've had the same experience with the guys and girls in the back, though, where they're just like, look, you know, you, you, you messed up. That's part of the process. That's how you learn. Here's what you could do next time to do it better. You know, so. Do you think you're, do you think, oh, go ahead. The most important piece of advice I think I was ever given by many, many people is that you never stop learning in this business. Mm -hmm. If you think you know it all, you're not doing it right. Right. No, you know, even the, the most grizzled veteran can always learn something new. So, no, I was just going to ask you, Roxy, or Elizabeth, do you think that your, um, your time in wrestling, has that helped your acting? You know, oh, that, it, your... it absolutely has. And that's, that's a very fair question. I, I was always an actress in my earlier days that was stuck in my head. I'm like, intellectually, I am waiting for my line. I know I have to do this blocking. And it, it showed. I wasn't focusing on my character. I wasn't focusing on my reactions. And now all of this spontaneous craziness around me that I have to adapt to so fast, mm -hmm. it helps you adapt that to the stage too and, and makes you realize it's not just about hitting those marks on stage. It's about creating life on stage. And that's what I wasn't doing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you have to be able to work on the fly, but through the, uh, through the eyes and mind of a, a different character, not, not what would you do in the scenario, but what would that character do in the scenario? And, and if it's something that's spontaneous, you have to react with that in mind. What would, what would Roxy do in this situation? So well, as, as much fun as all that is, and we could talk to you really, we could talk to you a lot, a lot, lot longer about wrestling, about acting. And I have seen you act and it was very good. Um, of course, I've seen you in the wrestling ring too. But um, the, the main reason we brought you on today is that you have a very serious topic 
that um, you're brave enough to share. I've seen you talk about it in public. I've seen you share it online. And we wanted to hear about it here and share your story with our listeners, our viewers. Well, first of all, I, I want to sincerely thank you for even giving me the platform to talk about this openly. I this is probably going to be something a lot of people don't know. A lot of people aren't on Facebook. They haven't seen me in a while. Um, it's a topic that is really hard to talk about, but I think it is so important because not enough people are talking about it. And if, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now in front of the whole world. Um, hi, my name is Elizabeth and I am a recovering anorexic and bulimic. Mm -hmm. I am still struggling with body dysmorphia, but I have come a long way in my recovery. At my smallest, I used to be 98 pounds. Oh, wow. And I never had any energy and it was just so awful. Yeah. How tall are you? I'm 5'4". So that's way out of range medically. Oh, for sure, for sure. When do you think it all started? I thought about that so many times over the course of the past couple of years. Um, I tell my doctors, I think it started when a doctor triggered me into it. And I'll get into that in a second. My doctors say it's something really a person struggles with their whole life and they don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. um, for example, when I was young, I used to be a really big eater. I'd eat two or three hot dogs at a time, but I was active. I had a lot of stress. I burned it all off and it was always pointed out to me by adults. Do you really need to be eating that? Oh, your thighs look so big in those jeans. These are serious comments that adults have told a young girl. Sure. It, it's something, I'm sorry, I'm choking up a little bit. It's no, the first right. time I've really talked about this verbally. Um, but what really set me off, I, I never really realized that anything was wrong with me in any way with my body until I visited one of my doctors. I hadn't been to see them in a couple of years. They were asking about my medications, how I was feeling, asked me to get on the scale. So I did. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, oh, you know what? You're really overweight for your height. You should do something about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I immediately broke down in a panic attack, which he ignored. And the next day I said, okay, what are you going to do about it? I mean, the fact is whether he meant it or not, you could be healthier. What can you do to get yourself there? I did little things by trying to cut out the normal stuff, the fatty foods, exercise more. But then it kind of became a game, an obsession. How much more could I cut out of my diet today? Yeah. You had 800 calories. Can you go down to 500 calories? You eat two meals a day. Could you go down to one, which I did. And at my worst, I was eating less than 200 calories a day, once a day. Yeah. That's all I would have besides coffee and energy drinks. And the sick part is... The unwell part of my mind is I couldn't see how skinny I got. I didn't believe anyone that would tell me. Yeah. It's, it's a disorder. It's yeah. And I, 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 I understand body dysmorphia as well. Um, my, uh, both of my parents 
were uh, competitive bodybuilders. So you can imagine the shape that they're in, you know, as I'm a kid growing up and everything. So the bar is very high. So, but I was like you where I could just eat anything I want and everything just burned right off, you know. Um, but, um, you know, as I got older and I got into like my early 20s and everything, I mean, and, you know, still to this day, I mean, I, I have done four bodybuilding competitions where I've gotten my body fat down to, you know, next to nothing. And, you know, uh, and even on that day, I could tell you what was wrong with me. And I would say too fat here. My face looks fat, you know, and like all this stuff. It's like, I, I still can pick it apart. And people are like, you're crazy. They're like, you're nuts. Like, what are you talking about? You're like in the best shape of your life. I'm like, eh, no, let's see, see right here. Look at this. I can see this in the picture. Yeah. I don't like that. So I know, I know how that is. And that's me at like my best quote unquote, you know, but, uh, so then anything beyond that, I'm still looking at myself being like, eh, you know, and, you know, I get plenty of people being like, you just, you don't see yourself the way other people see you. And, you know, and it's funny that you bring up exercise because mm -hmm. I, I, I myself was exercising three to four hours a day. I wasn't getting enough protein. I wasn't getting enough calories. You're not getting enough anything for the anything. 200 with a 200 calorie window, you're not getting the vitamins and nutrients you need for your body to, to operate properly, you know, and that's assuming that you're eating things, even if they're packed with it, it's still not enough of a window to, to get what you need. Absolutely true. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, breaking some of the tension here. <laughs> so when you so when when did you realize this is really a, an issue? And now you've got to start pulling out of this somehow or try to this disorder anorexia bulimia anything in between i call it the selfish disease because mm -hmm. all you are doing is planning your days around you when can you eat oh is it going to be weird because other people are there i have to wait to eat until after a wrestling show after theater because i might look bloated i don't want to watch people mm -hmm watch me eat in case they say something i i'm not paying attention to others all i'm thinking about is the next time that i can eat and also i hate myself for eating so i wasn't paying attention to my family like i should have i wasn't being present i wasn't giving my full self to my wrestling i wasn't giving my full self to theater the whole thing I was thinking about performing was I can wear all these cool outfits that other girls can't wear and I'm skinnier than they are and people love me for it. But pretty soon it got so bad the audience was shouting you're a crack whore you're the queen of the trailer park and I'm, I'm looking at at Joey and I said why are they shouting that kind of thing at me and he's like honey. You are too thin you look like you are on drugs. Mm -hmm. I, I, I even that I couldn't see it. What finally broke me was marrying the love of my life and having this incredible stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. And I finally said to myself, if she sees you doing this, yeah, what is she gonna do? What is she gonna think? Yeah, I didn't want any other little girl to go through the hell that I was going through, pardon my language. And, and that's what finally did it. I had to get better 
for my yeah. family, for her, for my husband, for everyone important in my life, because I was making them suffer along with me. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, you never know what it is that's going to, you know, turn things around or get you to inspire to make a big change like that, because it's an incredibly different, incredibly difficult thing to do. It's a, it's a very big change in your lifestyle and your mindset. And it's emotionally, you know, a, a big roller coaster. Um, and, you know, it's something that it's not easy to find people who can relate to what you're going through too, you know? So that's, that's another hard piece of this. People oftentimes and understandably so, do not take body dysmorphia seriously because the media paints it in such a negative, stupid picture. Oh, there's a cheerleader that's going through a tough time and wants to make queen on the squad or someone wants to get back at their family. It's mostly depicted as young teenage girls just going through some emotional hard time. And that is still true. However, there are so many men that are ignored. There are so mm -hmm. many men that are suffering through this and are afraid to speak out Absolutely. because of that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that don't know the resources available. There aren't like AA groups for anorexics everywhere. And the ones that I have found, you have to pay to be a part of. And a lot of people can't afford that. Right. I, I'm right. lucky that I found the National Eating Disorder Association or NIDA that, that has some resources. I'm lucky that I found an amazing therapist that helped me through this. My work had an amazing um, program where you could reach out to an advocate that helps you find one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was lucky with the resources I had, but I really had to dig. Well, you know what, though? Good for you for digging, though, because, I mean, it, you know, first, it's like anything, you know, you, you have to first realize that you have a problem and then you have to want to do something about it. And it's real easy for people who have the issue to take, you know, what it, it, it's, you know, it feels like the easiest thing to do is just give into it, you know, because it's hard, it's hard to fight it. And it's hard to go through looking for help and admitting, you know, and, and, and giving yourself up to the idea of, of someone, you know, of sharing with someone else and, and being vulnerable and, and then listening and, and trying to take in their advice and then put it in a practice and, and actually do what they're suggesting and trying to help you with. I mean, there's a lot of different facets to the whole thing. And that's so much more work than just saying screw it and just go along with it and just stay where you're at and be idle, you know? So, I mean, that's also, really- Also, I'm lucky too. I have such an incredible support system that was there all along if I had just listened. I mean, Joey is my rock. He's incredible. He's my biggest supporter. He always was. And my friends and my parents and everybody in my life has just been there for me every step of the way and they still are i'm sorry no that's great i'm they trust me that 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 makes me really happy that really makes my heart full to hear that you know i mean it, and it's so important it's so so important unfortunately a disorder that's going to be with me for the rest of my life there's there's no cure for this i have good days mm -hmm. i have days where i love how i look i have days where i feel good and I have days where I don't, you know, it's hard. And I'm not trying to belittle any other disorder, but with a bottle of alcohol, I can walk out of the room and close the door. I could leave it there. I can't live without food. Right. 
and your body follows you everywhere you know you can't you can't you can't leave that at home either you know so um now roxy you're um in wrestling we all know the wrestling fans whether they're just part of the act or whether they're just cruel they could be vicious at times how do you deal with that now like if they say you know they could say lots of bad things again whether they're just trying to be funny or whether they're just jerks that's that's an interesting point and it's actually something i've been dreading every show i'm like who is the jerk that's been stalking me on Facebook somewhere that I don't know that's gonna say, hey, pig, or hey, you're getting chubby or something like that. But that's more of my own mind. Right. Eating me up. That's not something that I think will happen. It's something that I hope won't happen. But if it does, I'm gonna have to realize that what they say is most likely not true. It's trying to get a rise out of me. I'm a heel. They're going to say whatever it takes to get a rise out of me and I can't let it. Or if I do, I got to give it right back to them. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that as a heel, you're going to, you're, you know, you're supposed to get heat. You're trying to get them to yell at you and everything. And there's a lot of common phrases and things like that, that they're going to scream that they're going to yell at women and, 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 and managers and things like that. But the problem is, is that when it processes through your mind, you're filtering that in a different way, rather than through the character, you're taking some of that personally. And it, and, it, and there's no way for you or anyone else to be able to decipher between the ones that genuinely mean it and the ones who are just there, you know, being part of the show and trying to get a rise out of you, which in my, if, if I was to guess, I would say the majority of it is the latter it's just them screwing with you because you're the heel and and everything you know but you just um, need one real jerk to to or, or them to just say it in just the right phrasing or something that just you know cuts to the bone somehow you know even if even yeah. if they don't mean it you know i get that it's fair i know what's going to happen one day i don't know when but I'm mentally preparing myself for it and I just gotta keep up with the work. I gotta keep going to therapy. I gotta keep communicating because if I lock it all up in here and that comment does come, I will just collapse in a heap and that's something I don't want. But that's advice I would give for anyone going through this is don't stop the work and talk, communicate. And you know what, if you talk to someone that doesn't respect you or doesn't understand, find someone else because there will be someone out there that will listen to you and take you seriously, no matter who you are. Right, absolutely. Well, I, I know you have a quick wit, so that's certainly gonna help you. If, if that, unfortunately, if that ever happens to you, I, I've seen your quick wit. So I, 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 I'm, I'm betting on you on that one. You'll, you'll zing them back real easy. Yeah, you'll zing If them it back. was a year ago, probably not. But now I feel so much stronger than I ever was. And yeah. I'm proud of everything that I've done. And if you don't want, mind, one more piece of advice I would give to someone going through this is, I used to beat myself up to my doctors going, why isn't my mental progress faster? Why am I backpedaling? What's going on? I feel like I'm failing because some days I'll ask, you know, do I look fat or I feel like a whale, something like that. You know, it's not a straight road to recovery. My doctors say, hey, Elizabeth, calm down. Look at how far you have come in such a short period of time when some people in my position take years of going into inpatient therapy they go back some people go to the hospital and die 
I'm lucky that I never, ever had to go to the hospital for this. So you know what I say to all of you men, women, whoever you are, don't beat yourself up. You went to get help. That's the first stage. Just learn to love your progress. Right. And you got to remember, too, that you're trying to work your way out of something that, again, you potentially have been contending with your entire life. So to expect it to just, you know, turn around in six months or something like that's not realistic. You know, it's like I've I've got personal training clients of mine who like didn't start working out ever until they were in their like mid 50s or something like that. And it's, you know, they they're just like after six months, they're like, well, why aren't I, you know, you know, jacked up and everything. <laughs> and it's like, well, you you know, you you know, this, this is something that takes a while, you know, I'm like, and you, and you know, we're changing your eating habits, you've been eating, you know, crap for the last 60 years. And you've just now decided to start eating right and everything. So I mean, it's great. And it's going to change and it's that you're going to get there, but you got to give it some time, you're undoing a lifetime's worth of, of a habit or something like that. And in your case, you're, you know, if, if this is something that was planted in your head at an early age, you know, through comments and what have you, it's, uh, it's something that those are things that, like you said, it's, you know, for better or for worse, those things will, will always rent a little space in your brain, but how you're able to navigate that though, and your strength to be able to, that's in your control. And that's what you can focus on and work on and get stronger at and, and become better able to deal with it. So, and it sounds like that's what you've done. So again, I commend you big for not only recognizing the, the situation, but seeking out the help, appreciating the, the uh, people you have around you who are helping you, because that is a humongous, if for anybody dealing with any situation of any kind, grief, I mean, anything, I mean, having a support group is just one of the most important things in the world. And I'm so happy to hear that Joey and, and, and other people in your life have been there for you. Um, you are very fortunate and lucky in that way, but um, I'm glad. Thank you. Well, I, along those lines, I do have a question for you, though. I've known you for maybe five years or so, right? I mean, we're not. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we're not like we don't hang out every day or anything, but I know you. I, you're, I consider you a good friend. Um, you know, I used to see you and I'd say like, wow, she's got it all together. You know, she's, she's active. She's in the wrestling thing. She's beautiful, intelligent, funny. You know, she's married. It, it looked like she had it all together. I had no idea any of this was going on. But so, but like your family or close friends, for them, if they, and not just for you, but for anybody, if you, if you think somebody in your life is going through something like that, What's the best way for them to approach that person? It's a good question. It's, it's a tough question. Um, it's a fair question and one that I admittedly don't have the best answer to. Everyone in my life tried to make little comments like, hey, you know, you should eat a little bit more. I'm a little bit concerned about you. I know my colleagues at work, they were outright afraid to because of HIPAA laws and being reported to HR. But yeah. I think the best advice I can give is if you love someone, find a private place, talk it out, tell them your concerns. And of course, we're over 18, so do with, do with it what you will, but at least you know you've done your best to voice your concerns. 
if that's the hard part when you're adults you can't force someone to do anything all you can do is be there for them love them and hope that sooner or later they will come to see it themselves because I didn't see it for many years and there's nothing anyone could have done because I didn't admit it to myself right yeah no it's you're absolutely right if um you know everyone in the world can tell you you know something and if until you decide that that's something you want to do you know it's it can it's just going to bounce right off of you i mean or it might make you feel worse you know because you've got people coming to you and, and telling you this and then you feel like well i should be doing this but i don't feel like i can you know and then that you know that that feeling of defeat can just drive you deeper into the into the problem so um I, I, I totally get that. And, um, you know, it's a sensitive, it's, it's a sensitive thing to bring up or anything like that. Um, but I agree that all you can do as a friend is, you know, you go to them and say, look, this is what I'm seeing. I'm concerned because I love you. I care about you. I want you to be, you know, in my life, I want to be in your life. I want to, I want you to be happy, you know, but at that point, all you can do is give your give yourself up to the person and offer yourself up and when they're ready for you then you'll you can be there but if you hammer them over the head with it it's just gonna in my opinion push them pushes them further away from wanting you know what that is something very smart that you just did there don't use you language you're not doing this you should be doing this putting it on yourself makes them feel less defensive and that they'll be more receptive to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I mean, your, your family wants you around. They want you to be healthy. They want you to be happy, you know, and if, and if you put it in that, in that light, it's less accusatory, you know, and it's just, it's more like, Hey, you know, we, you know, if you don't do it for anyone, do it for us. Cause we love you, you know? So, but good for you though. Is there any last bit of advice you'd like to give? I think this advice is something that we can all benefit from, especially in the last couple of years with everything going on, but enjoy your life now. Don't say I'm going to, you know, restrict my eating and I'll be happy later when I'm old. No, enjoy your life now. Don't go crazy, but eat that burger if you want it. Mm-hmm. You know, have a salad later, go for a run. Don't exercise if your body doesn't feel like it. Enjoy your family, live in the now, stop worrying about what you're not because you're everything to somebody whether you realize it or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 you know, everything in moderation. It's like, I I tell my clients, like when they first start, when we start really like knuckling down on dieting and things like that, I'm like, you have not had your last cheeseburger. You have not had your last pizza. Like you will have it and you'll have it in a week or something like that. We're just going to try to get through this week and try to do the best we can. And at the end you can go have whatever you want. You know, it's like, it's 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 just it's okay to do that stuff you know and it, and you need the mental break you know from from some things and it's you know it's good for you to do that it's just um but yeah do you want to do it every single day no you know there's there's health consequences to it but i mean um but i agree i agree just you know it's it's but you know everyone everyone faces their own obstacles that make that uh harder for some people than others but 
Um, I think everything you said today, those definitely come out of wisdom and experience. And, um, and I know that that in itself for everything that you know, and you feel right now will be uh, 10 times more. So as as your life moves on, because you're going to get even more experience and more wisdom underneath you. And all that's going to give you even more strength as you move forward, so that you deal with this with an even stronger heart and uh, and will. So I'm excited for you and 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 you everything you got going ahead of you. You're on the right. You're on a great path, and you have a good attitude about it. And uh, I really appreciate you coming here and sharing your story with everybody. And hopefully, um, you know. If there's anybody out there who's listening or watching this that you know either knows this firsthand whether it's themselves or their family members or friends or something hopefully this has been helpful to them because uh you know uh it's important to know that you know you're not the only one out there you know you're never alone sometimes you just have to reach out further than you would like but someone wants to help you yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we, we appreciate you coming on, Elizabeth, you know, the showing your strength. And it's not just for people with eating disorders. I think what you're proving is whatever problem you have, whatever disorder, whatever ailment mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. to, to not keep it inside, to find your outlet, to talk about it and help others through it too. And, I th and I'm sure that I'm sure people that are listening to this will learn from you. And, and that's, that's a, uh, a debt that everyone owes you for being strong enough to come out and do this. Thank you both so much for giving me this opportunity. This was really hard for me, but I, I really wanted to, to verbally, you know, share this with everyone because I wanted to be honest about who I was and I really want to help people with this. Well, I think uh, I think you've you've done one you've taken one step closer to doing that today by by talking about it and opening up. So, uh, on behalf of everyone out there, thank you very much. Thank All you. Right. All right. Give Elizabeth. my best to your husband there. Yeah, give that guy a slap in the face for him. <laughs> All right. I mean, before we dinner, he's not here right now. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll you'll see him go. eventually. <laughs> before we let you go, is there anything uh, on a lighter note? Is there anything yeah. you want to promote? Any any appearances you'll be making, whether acting or in the in the squared circle? Um, well, I'm actually in the midst of a play right now, Miracle on 34th oh. Street at Overshadowed Productions in Medina. We're almost all the way sold out out of all of our shows. So if you want to wow. go to overshadowed.org and look for Miracle on 34th Street, I play Santa's head elf Q and do a bit of song and dance. Oh, cool. Don't want to miss it. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. That's you know, awesome. I saw you at the I saw you at the Green Man Theater. And I, you know, I was not familiar with the play and you guys kind of downplayed it. You guys had big parts in that, a lot bigger part than I thought you'd have. And you really knocked it out of the park. And I, I told this to Tommy off camera before, mm -hmm. I was very impressed by the two of you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You know, we had a blast. That was mm -hmm. fun being able to work off of each other in a, in a comedic manner, yeah. you know, not so different than Joey and Roxy. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. little bits of the two of you in there. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we'll uh, we'll make sure that people hear about uh, that that show if they if there's uh, any tickets left, they'll uh, hopefully can get in there and get to see you in action. So, 
thank you again for coming on. Um, enjoy your holiday and, um, you know, uh, we'll, uh, we would love to have you back on again someday. Absolutely. Thanks. And everyone remember to keep having heart. Yes. Elizabeth. All right. Take care. Bye now. That was Roxy Hart, AKA Elizabeth. And wow, what a, uh, what an important, important uh, message and what a brave woman. Yeah, and I agree with what you said at the end there that this isn't just about um, eating disorders. It's something that it's, it's anything. Um, whether you have, you know, an addiction of some sort to anything, uh, whether you are depressed, grieving, um, I mean, anything where you just uh, are feeling like you're sinking and you don't have anybody, um, you know, it takes it takes a lot of effort. It does. And I, I get that. But you got to find the people in your life who are the most positive. The ones, you know, are your do or do or die people who will be there for you and not judge you. And uh, and then you you have to be OK to let yourself lean on them. And it's very hard for people to not only admit to other people and say, Hey, look, you know, this is what's going on. And I've, I've got this issue. I've got a problem or whatever it is, you know, it's hard enough to admit it, but there's a lot of people who have a very hard time accepting help from other people, you know, even if it's in the form of just their support and their friendship and, and everything, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's it can you can feel ashamed you know that you've gotten to a point where you need this help or um or embarrassed or whatever um but it's been my experience at least that a lot of that is all internal it's like you're you're you know you're feeling those things but you're feeling them because that's you you interpreting their reaction you're projecting and they wouldn't be there helping you. It wouldn't be there for you if they didn't care. You know, they're there because they care about you, you know, so. Well, it, it took, it takes so much strength. You know, I mean, I've told you a little bit about my uh, childhood and high school and all that. And I, I spoke about it in, in one of our school chats. And, you know, and I didn't have the courage at that time to say anything or to ask for help or anything. And I took it all inside and I made myself miserable for a lot of years. And had I had the strength of like Roxy and had I sought help, it would have made my life then and probably now a lot easier. So yeah. you know, the, the, the message too is whether you have an ailment or whether it's a, you know, like you could be the victim of abuse, you could be the victim of something else too. Yeah. If, if you find yourself in a situation, be strong enough to get help one way or the other, because you don't want to carry this with you. It's, life is long, but it's also short. You don't want to carry this with you through your mm -hmm. whole life. You want to make your life as good as possible. And, and kudos to, to Roxy for doing that for herself and for her family. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, uh, tomorrow is never promised and, and you should definitely live in the moment and want to be as present as you can for yourself and for all the people you care about, you know, because like she said, you know, there's, regardless of what you may think of yourself, there's someone out there that thinks the world of you. And, you know, if, if God forbid something happened to you, man, would that just destroy them? You know? So. And like I said, I knew Roxy. I mean, I, again, we weren't hangout buddies every night, but I was. Yeah. But you would never know. Yeah. I had no know. idea. Yeah. No idea. 
and 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 that speaks to another thing that it's you know there's so many people who are walking around with with things going on in their lives that you just don't you have no idea you just don't know just because they're not walking around wearing a sign that says right. you know you don't know you don't know and so it's just another reason why like you know someone cuts you off in traffic you let it go you know it's like stupid things like that it's like you just you don't know what's going on in that person's world or what happened that day or you know or any of that sort of stuff and it's just you try your best to just you know be patient with the world and be good and and be the best person you can be because you know it's you know, I've but I've been on both sides of that. You know, where you're 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 just you know you're feeling alone, and I've also been the one who's tried to help someone else. Right. You know, and um, and and both have their their struggles and difficulties because it's hard sometimes when you're trying to help somebody, but you can't cut through. And like we were saying, if they're not ready to make that change there's there's nothing you're going to be able to say it's one of the biggest problems i have with my business actually uh, i th i think it's talked to you about before is is that i can't talk somebody into right get, getting personal training and starting to work out now if they already want to start working out and have a personal trainer well then i can give you every reason why i could make uh, it would get the job done for you and 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 be a good personal trainer for you but I can't convince anybody cold open, just, you know, like, Hey, you should start working out and you should pay me and I'm going to make you work out so many times a week. And I'm going to make you change your diet and I'm going to change the whole way you, you live your life. And you're going to pay me for it. You know, <laughs> right. it's like, like if I was a massage therapist and I said, well, look, you can give me the same amount of money, but all you got to do is lay on this table and let me give you a massage. That's a much easier sell, you know? So, but I know deep down, like when I talk to somebody like in a, in a, um, yeah, like in an inter I interview clients before we start working out and stuff. And one of the first, the first thing I usually ask them is why do you want to do this? And if they say, well, my husband told me I need to do this, or my doctor told me I need to do this. If it comes from anybody other than I want to do this, then we're already off to a bad start. And I tell them that, I mean, because right. I, I know that they're going to go into this resenting the fact that they're doing it because somebody else has pressured them into it you know and then they're only going to put so much effort into it because of it and then they're probably going to just bail in the end and then it's been a waste of everybody's time so you know you got to let people come to their own decision but it helps for you to be able to put yourself out there and say look i see what's going on i care about you i'm available you know use me to help you you know and and then that's really all you can do and just, you know, be supportive however you can along the way. And the more people like, like Roxy who come out and speak about stuff like this and show that it's not something to be embarrassed about. It's not something to be ashamed about. It's like, if you break your finger, you get help. If you have a headache, you take an aspirin. Absolutely. You know, so if you have this, you need help one way right. or the other. And there's no shame ever right. that you can help. And for, you know, it's, it's important for people like Roxy to come out and speak about that. And the more people that do it, the more we'll do it. And the more we'll all be more aware of everything. Right. Well, again, thank you to Roxy for coming on the show and, uh, and being so open. I know that's not easy to do, but it wasn't it, easy. You could, tell, you could, you could feel the emotion, the, the wrong, yeah. but wow. it's, uh, but it, you know, you, you never know how something like that will reverberate, you know, who might hear this, you know, they may not, you know, someone may not hear this for 
from two two years from now and then they listen to this you know and that's the right time and moment for them that and it right. helps them you never know how something like that will will affect someone out there in the world so um so it's just one more one more piece of positivity to throw out there so again thank you to her for that um john i've been trying to get you to get help for a long time uh you still have yet to find your way but uh i am here and uh you know and if people wanted to lend their support to you where online could they find you they could look up john g's feet and see me anywhere online they could check me on any of the socials they could check me on the john g or else podcast where oh where oh where can people find tommy else well for people who want to lend their support to me who have seen and listened to the abuse that I do. God knows you need it. Um, you know, I am definitely a, a victim of abuse on this show on a, on a weekly basis, it would seem, at the very least. And um, just being friends with you in general is very difficult. And if anyone would like to reach out and talk, um, they can find me on the twit at Tommy underscore else. They can find me on the gram at Tommy underscore else. They can find me on the book at the John G or else podcast page. They can find me on the tube at the John G or else channel, as well as the Tommy else channel. They can find me on the spot at the John G or else channel. They can also find our merchandise at the T ProWrestlingTees.com in the John G's Beat shop. And as always, just shuffle through all the John G's Beat shirts and go straight to the John G URLs podcast merchandise. We've got hoodies and t-shirts. And, uh, and if, if you, you haven't bought one yet, you might want to, there's a little, a little secret for you, a little, little hack for you. Wait a couple of weeks to the Christmas holiday time. I'm sure they will have a 20% off sale. I mean, what's better than a John Jarrell shirt? A John Jarrell shirt at 20% off. And then, uh, yeah, and then I, I think they're also going to have a, a sale. Uh, if you look up John G's Beat on the fans, uh, I think there's going to be a, uh, uh, <laughs> I think there's going to be like a 15% Christmas discount there for his uh, his OF account. So, um, well. That's not producing much money right now. <laughs> So that being said, thanks again to Roxy and uh, for the John G. Earls podcast, I, of course, have been who else but Tommy Ells. With me, as always, is the man on the beat from johngsbeat.com, Mr. John Robleski. Share the love.